happening world. I'm your host, the Wizard of Wands, Benji Wozniak, and we're back, and this week we're doing Prey. I was so excited for this movie. I was disappointed that it was not getting a theatrical release and that they were shoving it straight to a streaming service. That being said, now that it's on the streaming service, I have watched it more than once. It is, to me, fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about Predator before we dive into its newest sequel. Okay. So I remember when Predator was released. Um, <laughs> I'm old. We love the 80s here. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> so I remember when Predator was released. It was during the 80s, and during the 80s was a lot of action movies. Like You had Sylvester Sloan with Rambo, Rocky. You had, what's his name, the karate guy. Oh, yeah, uh, Ralph Rob, Ma- Rob Van Dam. Oh, my God, uh, I was thinking of Ralph Macchio. <laughs> no, Rob Van Dam. And then you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you had numerous people that were doing action like movies. Dolph Ferrigno in that? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. What about Lou Ferrigno? That's who I'm thinking. Lou Ferrigno was a different actor. He he played um, the Hulk in a TV series called The Hulk, and he did a couple other movies. Okay. Big action time. Yeah. So it was a lot of action and adventure movies back then. Bruce Willis with Die Hard. So if you grew up in that time period, you know what I'm talking. So when Predators came out, you didn't know what to make of it. You had Jesse the Body Ventura, the ex-professional wrestler. You had Kyle Weathers. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the whole premise of it was that they were going to... I believe they were going to kill, or uh, I believe they were killing someone from another country. They were going, they were going to assassinate the person, or they were no, a team went to go assassinate and got missing, and then they sent Arnold Schwarzenegger and his group. So when they get there, they end up finding out that you no, know, those people were massacred by something, and that's by when what? the predator comes in. By what could it be? And they end up finding out that they're being stalked, hunted. Yes, hunted, and each person like gets taken out like one by one. And you know, like they're kind of freaking out because these are these are trained professionals. These are supposed to be like these military experts, and they are getting just slaughtered, taken out one by one. Get to the chopper, <laughs> the chopper, the chopper. Okay, so this is from the '80s. So obviously, no one survives except for Arnie and the lady. What was her name? Don't remember. Same. Maybe it was. A, there, there is a lady in it though. She is uh, damseled pretty easily and then booted out of any action, put to safety, and then Arnold reunites with her after he defeats the predator. Yeah. So that happens. Then there's Predator Two, Danny Glover. Yep, that was pretty. I like like a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was good. So I like Predator Two. My biggest problem with Predator Two, as it is with most films, is its treatment of women. This is the only problem I don't. This is one. This is like. It just sticks out in my head about Predator 2 is you have, I forget her name, but she's in the movie and she's getting hunted by Predator because she's seen as a threat. That's what Predators like to hunt. Getting hunted by Predator and then Predator does the little thing where he like vision, like heat visions her and sees that she has a baby. So then her life means more because she's pregnant. Predators does not kill her. She survives. And I do not. Because if this is the ultimate Predator, the ultimate hunter, the ultimate fighter, I know it's like against their code to like not kill anything that's like not as innocent exactly but like she was a threat to them she was fighting them yeah like and to i just think it really cements this like ideology that goes that is like ingrained in the society that a woman's life is worth more when she's pregnant we're seeing it right now this isn't the tangent i want to get on i just want to say it real quick if we're talking about predator 2 it just it's so it's so pointed nowadays and i and i i think it's the I just, I have a lot of thoughts about it, obviously. Yeah, and like, if you're an alien species, would you actually really care? Would you care? Would you care that this person's pregnant? This person's kill, trying to kill you, and like, you're trying to kill them, and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, 
okay, they're pregnant. I'm not going to do anything. No, you'd still kill them. You'd still kill them because they're still threat to you. So that's that on Predator 2. So when we go through our Predator rankings, you'll you'll see my, why I make some choices. So then we have, while Predator is going on, in the 70s, obviously, Alien was released. Yes. Yep. And, and awesome. awesome. Awesome movie. Incredible. Saw also, that in the theaters, too. Oh, my God. I wish I could see Alien in the theaters. But also that science fiction. So now we're in the early 2000s, and people, I guess, are just like, I guess we are we have the rights to both of these. So then they do the Alien versus Predator series. There's two movies in them, AVP and then AVP Requiem. Both were good. I thought I liked, they were all right. They were fine. I liked the first one a little bit more than the second one. I only saw the second one once. Can't, so don't really remember it, but. They run a, an ice station and they get put on an ice station and then okay. the predator shows up with the girl and the girl ends up. With, in the books, the girl becomes like a predator. She's They award her mm-hmm. the status of predator. Like they right. give her because she's such a badass and she ends up killing like the aliens and she ends up killing some predators. So she ends up winning and they kind of hinted that at the ending. Well, I thought the ending was when like predator was like laying on the spaceship. And then you see the alien burst out of its chest. Yeah. But before that, they, when she's standing there, the predator's with her, mm-hmm. and they give her the... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like the... The, the sticky thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that kind of hints towards the books, because in the books, she they go, she takes them. Like, they take her. Oh, and really? she goes and becomes, basically trains with them to be a predator. That's cool. Yeah. Just That's actually cool. really cool. I would watch that movie. Yeah. Where's should, that movie? I, they should have made that movie. They should have made that movie. Instead, after Alien vs. Predator, we get the Topher Grace Predators... Mm-hmm. When they bring them, bring them to the planet. Yeah, bring them to the. They bring all the all the top killers to the planet. Yeah. And Topher Grace is a serial killer. Hated it. That wasn't good. It was not good. And then in 2018 or 2019, they released The Predator, which was comically bad, yeah. awful. And now I think the franchise is really saved with Prey. Yeah, I love Prey. I like you told me to watch it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. And I didn't even know they had made it. I was like, all right, I'll throw it on Hulu. Let's see what's going on. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Okay, so now this is this episode is about Prey. We had to get through some Predator history first, but Prey, let's dive in. I love this film. I love that it is a genre film. It is a Native American story, and it is a Predator movie. And, and I think having that allows it to shine. I don't think it gets bogged down with modern technologies, modern ideas. Like, you don't have, like, an alien species and someone being like, oh, my God, E.T., you, e. you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it was very... I thought it was the perfect setting for a movie like this. Yeah, and so it's set in 1719 in Northern Great Plains in America, and it's about Comanche warriors. Mm -hmm. And, well, the girl Nauru isn't a Comanche warrior. She's basically, like, training to be a medicine woman and a scout, but she wants to be a warrior very bad. Her brother is war chief. Her brother is the war chief. And and you, one thing I love about Nauru as a protagonist is her inability to give up on herself she pushes through every time and her main goal which is why i think she beats the predator is that she is always growing and learning observing and taking all that in and trying to become the best version of herself oh 100 you see that when she's hunting she's out she tries to kill the, the deer and she throws the axe and the axe goes flying she misses the deer so then what she do she adapts and she puts a string to that the axe I know. And then later in the movie, she gets made fun for it. They're like, oh, you need a leash for your weapon. But she doesn't. And it helps her fight better. It get, it 
she can whip that axe back and it actually comes into play. We see her use that in one of the final battles, that kind of back and forth motion when she's fighting the French trappers. I think this movie is great because it shows that there are two, there were two threats in the movie, predator and French colonizers. Obviously, history shows us that one was real. Yeah. And I thought what was interesting is when it starts out, you really don't know what time period it is. And then the dog's tail gets stuck into a, a trap. So then you kind of like, well, wait a minute, what century is like, what time period is this? Because there's metal traps and you don't really understand what's going on because I'm thinking I knew that the aliens were in it, like the predator. So I'm thinking, well, maybe this was the predators doing, you know, maybe he tried. But then like, then you realize that it's the French trappers. Right. So then you kind of like, all right, well, this is probably later on. Which I like. And I thought it was so we can get into the intricacies of it later because I have a lot to say about it. But there's a lot that goes into her adapting and surviving because we see her learning from the French. She does actually use how to learn how to use a gun, a revolver. But then we actually see her never use it. And she throws it at the end as a threat. And she goes, this is the threat. We have two threats. These are them. And I think it's so interesting because there's such different technologies, but in their own ways, they're such different threats. Like, yes, the predator is a threat because it's going to wipe you out. It doesn't care about life. It's hunting. And then you have the French trappers and the colonizers who are here to decimate any resources for money. And that is what's true. That's history. Yeah. And I thought like the pot when she speaks in her mind, she's thinking she's like saying it to the French trapper. She's like, this is your problem. This is your mistake. You don't view me as a threat. Yeah. She's like, I'm your biggest threat. And she's like, and the alien doesn't view me as a threat. And she goes, and that's why I will kill him. Exactly. And I think that comes from her trying and failing and observing and everything that she learned. She says it to her brother when they're used as bait. She goes, he saw me. He was close to me, the predator, speaking of the predator. And he didn't view me as a threat. And and you can see how that crumbles her a little bit. But then at the end, she uses it to empower herself, yeah. which I love. Yeah. And the thing about Nauru is she wants to be a, a hunter. So there's a lion, a mountain lion, that takes one of the warriors. And she goes to find a warrior. And then she comes across the hunting tribe. And they're, like, making fun of her, kind of. And her brother kind of sticks up for her. He's like, no, listen, she's one of the best trackers we have. She needs to come with us because she knows medicine. And if we find the guy, something happens. And then she basically gets the lion to come towards her, like, to climb the tree and, like, she has the lion at a disadvantage and then she falls. Well, she falls because she sees predator ship yeah. in the tree line. So she, that distracts her. And then she also ended up saving the injured warrior in the hunting party because of her medicine, which comes back to actually save her and help her defeat predator in the end, yeah. which I thought was so interesting because I think it shows that like not in olden times when there were hunters and there were gatherers and there were medicines and there was something considered like woman's work versus what the men would do. I think it's really interesting how within Naru, she embodies both because she uses this woman's work of medicine and knowledge of the plants and the flowers around her to beat Predator. Yeah. And everyone poo-poos her, but she's like, no, I, I can do this. And then her unwavering drive to become the best fighter and warrior, we see that. I mean, I love when she kicks that one guy's ass like in the hunting party when he's like, no, you're coming. She's like, I absolutely am not. Yeah. And then just destroys him. Yeah. Yeah. Her brother, her brother ends up stopping her. Yeah. But yeah, she so there's this yellow plant when the warriors hurt. It's like a it's she says it cools the blood. So she says it cools the blood and it'll stop him from bleeding. So she makes him eat the the yellow plant. But it comes into play later on because when the French are fighting the predator, 
who had no chance of beating the Predator, oh my God. by the way. Can we talk about, well, finish this, and then we'll get back to what a gorgeous fight scene that was. Yeah, that was a really good fight scene. But anyway, the plant cools the blood as she says it. And at one point, she gives it to a trapper who's bargaining with her for his life. He's like, I don't want to die. Can you, you know, heal me, fix me? You know, I'll teach you how to do a gun. So she stuffs the stuff in his mouth to, like, stop him from bleeding, basically. And the Predator would have walked by him, but he ends up stepping on the leg. And he guy screams and Predator kills him. Right, but it shows, and she observes that Predator, for some reason, she doesn't, I don't think, I think she recognizes that it's a heat sensor, but but not in a sense that it's a heat sensor, more in like a sense of like, oh, body heat is what attracts them. So then she uses that to her advantage when she uses another French trapper as bait. Yes. Yep. The guy that was like really a jerk. Oh, God. Cut her, cut her brother. Yeah. She's like, you made my brother bleed and you never saw me as a threat. So now you're going to fucking die. It was awesome. It was beautiful. And then when she's right behind Predator and just lines it clean up with the revolver, doesn't use it but lines like a clean kill shot, it is cinema. I thought the cinematography of this movie was insane. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. And I thought there were so many good callbacks to what her struggle was to her final battle with Predator. And earlier in the film, we see her struggling with mud. That's like kind of like quicksand mud. Quicksand, yeah. And we see her struggling to get her axe to pull herself out, and she does, and then... She ends up luring Predator to that same area, and you think Predator's going under, but it's the pre- when it's like that slow motion rise yeah. out of the sand and mud. Oh my god, yeah. I was like dying. Yeah, it's it's such a good movie. So I like the fact that all right. So if you watch the Predator movies, you know like they have these lasers and missiles and all sorts of stuff. So they adapted it where since it was in 1719, they didn't have that type of technology. Right. So they had like technology where it was like when he when he shot something out of his arm it was more like spikes like spears that would fly and like kill you i mean i I totally agree and i love that and i think one thing i loved about this predator movie and maybe it's just sticking out the most in my brain because i've seen this one the most recently is that naru's on i forget what's called the kuna kunate kunawate um she's on a hunt and she has to hunt something and kill it and bring it back to become a hunter I forget the I forget the traditional Camacho name for it. My yes. mistake. So, but what I like about the film is it feels like Predator is also on one of them. We see Predator touch down and go for a snake, a coyote, a bear to get to humans. So it kind of feels like they're working their way up on this foreign land. Like, what is the biggest predator to me? What is the best hunter here? And I loved watching that we're seeing both of these people advance in their own ways to make a climactic battle. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm trying to remember, but I don't think we saw that in other films. I think we just saw Predator killing. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't like a progression of both characters. And this was like, it was basically, the whole thing is basically Nauru. Like they they show the other people, but the whole thing is Nauru and the Predator. Those are the two focal points of the movie. And I thought that was great because they have the other people like kind of in the movie, but it's basically focal points are Nauru and the Predator. And it shows their advancements. Exactly. And I love it because everyone else in this movie is already established. You have her brother who is already the war chief, the best fighter. Everyone already praises him. And then you see that like vulnerability between like brother and sister, but also like you have to respect me. And I thought that was so interesting because at the end when they're fighting and he's like, this is as far as I've got, I go, this is the end like for me. And then she repeats that at the end when um, she's killing Predator. I thought that was really beautiful and amazing because 
they really did have like, it just showed that they viewed fights in different ways. We see it when they're hunting in the beginning. They're hunting eagles or birds. I don't know. And he shoots it because he's like, you're taking too long. And she goes, no, I was waiting for the bird to come back so I don't have to cross the river. I was I was playing the long game. You were playing the short game. And I we see that in their fighting styles. Her brother's very much, no, we're going after the cat and it's done. We're doing this. And she's very much uh, in the camp of, no, we're going to wait in the trees. We're going to lure it out. We're going to bait it. We're going to weaken it. And I think that shows in the end how she was able to slow that hurt. That mentality helped her defeat Predator, whereas his did not because he was more of a upfront battle guy. Right. She was methodical and calculating, yes. whereas he's more of a, you know, like blunt force. Exactly. I think it was interesting how they show that this mindset of them and why she eventually was able to be- defeat Predator. Right. And there's one point where she's talking to her brother and her brother confesses that yeah. that he used her style to catch the lion. He's like, it worked. Your style worked because she was doubting herself. And he's like, no, you did this. You helped me catch that lion. Yeah. And we see that we see that initially when he's like, no, we did it Um, at the end, at the beginning, when he brings the lion back and he's like, we did it. And she goes, no, you did it. You want the glory. You did it. You carried me home. I was embarrassed. And he was like, yeah, it was embarrassing. And that kind of was like a dig because you can see that he was trying to give her credit, but it wasn't the credit that she wanted. And I love that dynamic between like the siblings, but also like this power struggle of he is the war chief and she does have to listen to him. That is the hierarchy and that's like respect. So I thought it was very well written. Yes. And there's a lot of like historical like facts in the in the movie when the French trappers uh, went out and they killed the buffalo. All they did was skin the buffalo and take the hides. Like, and for the Indians, that was a form of life, like to, to hunt and eat the buffalo. But they didn't kill all the buffalo. They killed like what they needed and used every bit of the buffalo, and they didn't waste it. So when she comes across the dead buffalo, the whole herd of buffalo slaughtered, and then the hides stripped off them. Like she plays tribute to the buffalo, and she like basically apologizes for the, the awful death that they suffered at the hands of, of ignorance. Exactly. And I think it shows, too, like how ignorant the French are and how adaptive and how smart Naru and the other Kamacha are because the French just come in like guns blazing, like, oh, this predator, like we're going to kill it. We know. And then they're like, no, it doesn't like bait. It, It likes this. It does this. And then one of the funnest fight scenes is watching the French like um trappers get their asses handed to them by predator yeah he does he hands it to him i mean he has like a shield that bounces the bullets <laughs> back and he has these like little round discs that float up and like it's i would say that was like the most techie part is yes. the like the little disc with yeah. the lasers yeah but no i really liked it and i love how this movie really it just let it shine it just let the pure action of it shine which i love getting back to i love movies that aren't reliant on like machine guns i don't know it felt it it was so fun to watch like the the one of the final battles between predator and her brother when he's like riding the horse and like dodging the the dodging the spears and like that is an incredible fight scene like the hand-to-hand combat that they did like i was in awe of it i loved it yeah he's only dodging the stuff because the predator lost his skull yes because, with and a, she with took the sensor, yeah. yeah, and she grabbed it and took off with it, so he couldn't get it back because that basically like was his targeting his, device, and without that, he couldn't properly target. So, but once like he got it back, it was over. Which, and then he didn't get it back because then she uses it to lure him. Oh yeah, that's right. right. And then when he does the target, it, uh, uh, the predator ends up shooting himself. Yeah, yeah, blows his own head off. <laughs> and I love 
this like very like guttural scream that she lets out like her war cry after because like she has just gone through so much and I'm assuming we only saw night a few times so I'm assuming this happened in the span of like two days yeah generously two days and that's a lot to go through and I love it because you see that she's like she's vindicated but she's also relieved she's alive but she's also sad that her brother and half this hunting team is gone yeah and then when the brother killed the lion he walks into the village with the lion's head and he covers himself with like the lion's blood and when she kills the predator she walks in with the predator's head and she covers herself with the predator's blood so that was kind of I thought that was so cool and I also thought it was interesting the idea that both of these adversaries take heads yes because we as we know the predator rips out the heads and the spines yeah of its of its kills and we see her actually behead the threat predator what would you say cut off its head I don't know behead him thank you that's the word I was looking for and I think it's so fun and so interesting and I love I love that parallel yes yeah it was like it's full circle for the predator because now that's how he thinks his trophies is and then he becomes a trophy absolutely and then um and then I do like at the end she does become war chief because she says these are the two threats I have found and identified and eliminated them but we have to prepare and I love the little smile that she gives at the end being like like to the other young girl at the that's there she's like an like the small child she like smiles at her and I love it because well, we can get into the reception of the movie because I know it's not getting it's getting well received and it's also not getting well received. Yeah. But I love it because it's a movie that has a strong female protagonist yeah. who but there's none of this. I call it hashtag feminism that we see in like Marvel movies and other like female led movies where it's just like what a bunch of men think. And like I I actually love this. I don't know. Do you, do you know what I'm saying when I say yes. that? Yes. And like there's one part when she's speaking to her mother and the mother's like, all right, you're trying to come out of your place. This is your place. This is what you're supposed to do. And your brother's this and you're this. And she's like, no. Exactly. But and within that moment, you can see that like she's choosing. She's having autonomy over her own life. She's giving herself agency. She's doing all these things. And I love it. And I think it's so it's so well done and it's well done to a point where like it's like one of my least favorite things it's like not saying least favorite but when you watch like a movie like Captain Marvel where you have I'm just a girl playing and she's like fighting and it's like okay I get it you know what I mean like I get it you don't have to hit me over the head with it like or like in the boys season two when there's like oh wow ladies really do get shit done and like wow ladies can kick ass it wasn't any of this like pandering to sort of like both like there was no pandering which I liked which other people don't like because I've been seeing reviews where they're like I hate this female lead how would she it's unrealistic that she would beat the predator she's a Mary Sue first of all she's absolutely not a Mary Sue she absolutely is not a Mary Sue because we actively watch her get better yeah yeah and it's not it's not far-fetched for this person who is training to be a warrior to defeat the predator to defeat the predator and her, her and you watch through the progress of all the stuff she's done her ingenuity, she puts the handle, the rope on the thing. She adapts and overcomes. And if she sees a problem, she fixes it. Like when she's throwing the axe the axe to the wood trying to pull herself out, she notices what she's doing wrong and she adapts and fixes it so she can pull herself out. She's an adapter and she's a genius, basically. For her time period, she was a genius. Exactly. And I, what I love so much about Prey is that I see so much of Ellen Ripley in Naru. Yeah. And I love this type of female lead we have ellen ripley with her cat we have naru with her dog sorry i i love it and 
back in 78, no one was calling Ellen Ripley and Mary Sue. No one was calling friggin' Sarah Connor and Mary Sue. Just like, have some respect. I'm sick of all this like misogynistic, racist rhetoric. Yeah, there's a bunch surrounding of crap this movie. This is a bunch of crap. And I do like the fact that they used a lot of American Indians. They didn't like, they used actual American Indians instead of like, you know, getting like tanned white people to pretend that yeah, they're Indians. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Amber Mid Thunder and the man that plays her brother, I, I'm so sorry, I do not remember his name in the movie or in real life, but I think they're actually Camacho. Yeah. Because they were doing a lot of the translations on set. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, this is what we need. Everyone is sick of the same generic mayonnaise white people stories. Like, yep. no one cares about them anymore. Nope. And that's, what was that movie we did with the, the, the hearing impaired? Oh my God, Coda. Yeah. Perfect they, example. They used actual people with hearing impaired. And I love that because like, that, because they're really doing these things. Like, yeah. Like, they're actually doing this stuff. Like, in the Comanche are talking Comanche, they're really talking Comanche. It's not white, like, no offense, but it's not white people pretending to be this or pretending to be that, or people pretending to be deaf. This is actually deaf people portraying it. So I like I agree. I like it because we need, we need more diversity in film on the screen, behind the camera, in the writer's room, producing. We, ju- we just need more diversity because if we don't have diversity, then we're going to have the same regurgitated stories. Right. And who wants that? This is a multi-billion dollar industry that everyone wants to be a part of. I mean, we're a fringe of that by talk, by consuming and talking about them. And I just think we sh- we need more diversity. That's We're starved. Right. And it brings more education to the situations. Like, it brings more education to the deaf and the hearing impaired. It brings more educational uh, requests for the Comanche and what they went through. And, you know, it's going to bring more focus on these people and their struggles. Yeah, so it'll be a good thing. Oh, absolutely. It will be a good thing. I mean, I love it. I mean, yes, the original Predator is great. Holds a special place in my heart as the original Predator. But I don't want to watch seven jack dudes get killed in the desert. That's right. not interesting to me. Because that has been done since the since the 80s. Since before yep. that. Yep. And let's be realistic. I'd rather see someone like me overcoming the Predator than someone that's like all muscular and because it's more realistic that someone like me might have to deal with it. That's why I like the zombie movies because most of the people in the zombie movies look are like realistic. Me. Yeah, they look like me. Exactly. You know? And like, I just, it's just so important to have. Not that I'm not muscular. Oh. No, <laughs> no don't worry. We uh, we go to the gym often. I, I don't. Would say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, neither do I. But we. Uh, I we... buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it, yeah. I think about it. But no, I think it's so important. I think that this movie is great. I think everyone should watch it. I do believe that Amber uh, Midthunder is going to be an incredible actress. I hope this launches her into a successful action career, if that's what she wants, or even a, just a movie career. I would love to see her kick more ass, though, because she's shown in her hand-to-hand combats. Yes. That was, was really like, good. it was like Charlize Theron, Atomic Blonde level. Like, I was obsessed. I did. I loved it. Also, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Charlize Theron kicks ass in Atomic Blonde. Movie is pretty weak, but you should watch some pretty great fight scenes. Well, I have nothing else to add to this. What do you have? Thanks. Stay tuned next week. We're going to be doing some more fun movies. I hope you guys are still enjoying. Reach out to us if there's anything you guys would like to hear. DM us, message us, tag us, add us. I don't know. All the, all the things that people do. Yeah, we're going to have some interesting guests coming on, so it's going to be looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I got a book coming out sometime within the next two to three months, so that'll be fun. And there's we'll a have... lot of good stuff going on for the, for the Was Happening gang. Yeah, so stay tuned, stay happening, stay watching. Yeah, and we'll see you next time on Was Happening. <laughs>